Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. It's episode 199. 199. 999. Nine, nine. We would be 200, but we just felt a little shy. Yeah, we, we're going to do, do that. We're going to do it. Um... I just, sorry, I just burped into the microphone. I, I I'm just drinking uh, this beer, this beer in a... Sorry, it's my... Lumicade. Well, no, it doesn't really... I had a beer the other day someone brought in from one of these breweries in Miami Beach, and it was a ale, strawberry ale, that had, was gluten-free and had electrolytes in it. That sounds... It was delicious, actually. Oh, power it was, it was actually... Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you're drinking that. I'm here with uh, Jenna and Papa Joe. Let's, let's go to the gym. I can just see Lieutenant Dangle. I can see Lieutenant Dangle wearing that. Uh, uh, Reno 911. Yeah. But actually, it was really good. It was a really tasty beer. Really light. The same amount of a percentage as uh, that big um, light beer that has the blue bo- blue can. Oh, yes. uh, the one that starts with B. Yes, and ends with a D. Yeah. Uh, so and has a T at the end. Wait, because it's light. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, well, same percentage and the same percentage. It ends with D. Has a U in the middle, but it's not dark. Mm, barf light. <laughs> That's great. No, don't what. What? I don't have a problem with it. Until they pay us for it, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. And there's other ones. Um, so we'll we'll talk later. Um, uh, I want to mention the Catch Restaurant in Key Largo. I'm a bartender there. And we on Mondays, we do uh, a martini Monday, uh, 6 to 8. A bunch of different martinis. I'm, I'm, I run my ass off making all these different martinis. And if you're... You know, if you're a local and you want to run around a place and act like a fool, I mean, that's the place to do it. Well, no, locals, but I mean, for visitors, we're going to get visitors in there too, right? When they come in there, because we got a lot of our, more than half of our listeners are from outside the area, yeah, and, and I imagine they found the Keys bartender because they like the Florida Keys. And when they find the Keys bartender, and he's at the catch on mile marker 102 Oceanside. I think you'll find it. They'll find it. Uh, if you can't find it, that'll be, it'll be like your... Um, Chocolate martini? What would you call that? We have to um, scavenger hunt. Yeah. You can find that place. Right. But we're... Um, it has a big mahi. Uh, okay. Well, that's it. People down here. Yeah. Right? We call that a dolphin. Up there, they call that a porpoise. Vice versa. Right? So, no, a dolphin. Well, well, we call them a dolphin. A mahi dolphin. But <laughs> the for fish. someone... For someone who comes down to visit, exactly, they they call that a not the dolphin the mammal, not the dolphin the mammal, dolphin the fish. Okay. So there, one of them is cute and has a little like pointy nose and like talks and goes. Right, the other one does not. Well, I'm and sorry. Did green. you hear that? Oh, you, I was right in the. I was. I was putting my nose up to it so you could hear me. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get one of those water phones and we'll put it in the water so you can converse with our aquatic brethren. There is a mahi. Aquatic. Dolphin on the sign of the catch, and that's how you can. Yeah, yeah, it has a hook. Yeah, it has a hook, and he's a, he's a very green dolphin, and he looks very. Yeah, mad. yeah, he looks very mad. Yeah, because he's about to get chopped up and. Well, you know, I mean, he's tasty, so yeah. that's his fault. Okay, well, with well, night, we are. Yeah, you know, we, I'm there. You had. I'm there many tonight. So come in and visit me. But the thing is, it brought another thing. I brought up the restaurant was this thing. This thing happened. We talked about Uber and Lyft before. Oh yeah. Okay, and uh, where 
Uber and Lyft comes in and it starts wiping out taxi companies and things like that. And its business model is based on putting the burden of vehicle equipment ownership on the workers. And they handle uh, appointments and communications and advertising and payment. And what else? Insurance, additional insurance. Mm -hmm. And supposedly I'm going to do... Just imagine, listeners, me doing air quotes, um, hiring uh, qualified and background check drivers, which I always said, that's a bullshit because there's some people that can't get jobs. All you need to have is someone else's smartphone who is hired to drive and have the car, you know, have they don't even have, actually have to have the actual car. I never even thought of that. You didn't know that? No, all you need is someone else's phone. Yeah, unless they put the GPS system on the um, because you you track it through the Uber app, and the Uber app on the phone of the driver is the way they track it. You know, and that's where you see they're this far away and approaching, and they can have the same color car and just show up, and people don't even know. Well, that's a that's a Corolla. It's supposed to be a Nissan Sentra, but oh, I don't go. You get into it, and all of a sudden, it doesn't even look like the driver on the app so that's where you get some fucked up things happen especially in big cities guys can just you can have just pay for a bunch of phones and say well here you're driving tonight and you gotta have a black car boom that's it or something like that and uh, or they even pay them with the car but they the person that hands out the phone is the one that gets a certain amount of commission on it and say that's a good business model now being a driver that sucks. A lot of people to, uh, buy cars and think they're going to pay for it by becoming an Uber driver. You're not. Yeah. No. yeah you're, what they're doing, if you buy a car, especially a new car, Uber is uh, taking a uh, exorbitant amount of money by way of depreciation, by putting miles on and reimbursing you much less than you're losing in, uh, in value for the vehicle. But I wasn't really talking about this today. Where are we going with this? Uber Eats. DoorDash, um, what's this? Uh, uh, Grubhub, Grubhub. So the, it's a brilliant idea that a lot of um, traditionally delivery, food delivery, except in big cities, was confined to Chinese restaurants and pizza places. And their food is specially suited for that. It's easy to transport, easy to package, and it's hold up well. A lot of other places with bigger menus and different type menu items, it's really hard to do that. You know, and you have a maybe uh, a pizza place that just have a wider appeal, Chinese restaurant too, for people that just want to get easy food. But then people at home, there's a, there was a pent-up demand. I agree there was pent-up demand. The problem is the way it's addressed. And what is, um, we're going to talk to your sister about how they convinced the, how the mentality of people that allow, signed a contract with Grubhub. Now you got to pay. You got to pay a certain amount of money a month for some of these. As a restaurant. Just a certain amount of money. Forget about it. I didn't even talk about the commission yet. You got to set up. You have to give, uh, sign a contract. Uh, a lot of them demand that, uh, the, the demand in the contract is that the prices on the menu do not change for delivery. Okay? And you think, why would that change for delivery? We'll explain that a little later. But they also say, the way they sell it, they say, listen, you get listed higher if you participate, and, and you'll be able to 
attract new customers that you didn't have before, I call bullshit, you know, because people that order out a, a lot from pizza restaurants and Chinese restaurants and stuff like that have a tendency not to eat out at certain times. Let's say dinner. Lunchtime could be different, whatever it is. How do these companies make money? Well, they... I first mentioned the contract, and some of them charge a monthly fee. Uh, they also charge the person that orders a delivery fee. But the thing that's locked into, they can um, do uh, what Anya said, Anna said, was uh, their lowest one was 17.5% commission, and the highest one was 30.2%. Now, the range I saw in all the research I did was 15% to upwards of 40%. Now, if you are a restaurant and you're able to maintain a 17.5% proper, uh, profit after all said and done with your overhead, your property taxes, your labor, your insurance, uh, you know, utilities, everything, you are successful if you get at 17.5%. And then maybe real high-end ones, maybe even a tiny bit more. But with that commission, your profits are fucked. You do not get it. That's something you'll never see. And what you're doing is they're hiring drivers. Let's say Grubhub. They're doing the vetting of the drivers. The driver is not employee of the restaurant. So you, you may have a standard for presentation of the food. That driver does not give a fuck about it. Now, obviously, it's up to his best interest that the food arrives uh, warm or hot and in good condition. But... We know people, we've all gotten people pizza that is cold with the cheese all, everything's swirled about because they're, you know, they're revving the engines up. about pizza and Chinese food is usually it's their drivers. Yep. And it's their product. Yep. And they're in a community and they service generally, you know, several miles north and south, east or west. And they hire their, yeah, and they're right, they hire their people. When there's a problem with the food, it's a problem with their employee. And they'll take care of it. And they'll take care of it. They either get rid of the employee or school them a little or her. maintain their profit margin if their delivery service is known as a bunch of screw-ups to mess up people's meals. So now enter these delivery service, these third parties, and... You're calling, where's Grubhub based out of? Some other state, no doubt. Yeah, they'll have a car, call, um, call, they'll have call centers, and some of them are ordered through an app. Like, especially with that, they're, they're an online app where you just go in there and it'll bring up the menu of, let's say, uh, uh, let me make a fictional restaurant up, uh, O'Neill's Family Restaurant in um, Podunk, Texas. And they have barbecue night. Let's say orders. You get mashed potatoes, barbecue, fries, and you order four of them. Now, let's say that comes out to be about $10 a piece. That's uh, 40 bucks. Uh, the uh, You sign a contract with Grubhub, it's 22%. So that's uh, eight. Okay, let me do this right. $10.80. No, or no, $8.80. And eighty cents. I say eight dollars and eighty cents out of that. So let's say that was your profit. And then usually when you have a special and stuff like, imagine having a special. You're already running. The special is running narrow. You know, it's a good deal. 
and you got to offer your special to people and someone's ordering it. What if it's something they're selling? They're giving it, practically giving away. It's a large amount of food. They're practically giving away. They're running maybe 5%, 10%. They're already losing money. And then the guy has three other orders to pick up and that was the first one now scheduling different restaurants this guy's picking up or girl is picking up from different restaurants so they got to gauge when this food will be ready this food will be ready this food is going to be ready right when you're picking up and when you're delivering you usually do a circular route go to one place then the next place and the next place you don't want to go out then back out then back so these guys go in a stage now that first stop could be the place where the last food is ready. Is the le- it could be ready. The first food would be ready in 10 minutes. The last food is ready in 30 minutes. And all was ordered at the same time because of how busy the restaurant was. When he picks up that food that, was, um, that takes 30 minutes, that's hot. But then he's picking up the f- other food. By the time he has picked up the other food, maybe they were 45 minutes, they're already been up for 45 minutes. And then he delivers it. Now, if the first food or the last food is the last delivery, they could be like, they, they hear people at the end of food two hours later. And certain, there's certain menu items that aren't ideal for delivering. You know, like something with a butter base on it, butter a butter sauce, cream, cream. butter cream. It should be all congealed and, and shitty looking and your fries are soggy. So that's that. And then there's uh, so there's the quality and all that. And um, another big thing there has been uh, uncovered that one of the major ones companies have been taking the credit card tips that was meant for the driver and they use it to subsidize their wage. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're taking that money that was supposed to be given to them on top of their wage. Let's say they were going to be paid $5 for delivery of that item, and they were tipped $5. What this company does is take the $5 tip and pay the driver with that. And so they kept everything there. So they, they, they're... You know, they're, they're on, they were un, under no obligation to t- tip the driver. The company wasn't. So there, there is that multi-pronged a fuck you thing going with these companies. And I hate to say it. I love entrepreneurship in the United States. It's a brilliant idea. And they showed a commercial where all these drivers are smiling and handing them down. But you know what? That isn't what it is. My stepbrother does it. A lot of these people are pissed off and rude when they come into the restaurants. I do a lot of reading on these. Uh, I belong to these service industry uh, sites. Right. Um, it's um, And they talk about they'll put on a thread about how these third-party apps do it and how some of the drivers come in and sometimes they'll walk right into the fucking kitchen. I've heard this many times on, on, these, on these discussions. They'll walk into a kitchen of a place they don't work and ask for their food. You get it? I mean, that is a violation. That is much like someone, a stranger, walk into your house. That's not his place. And then demanding and giving someone a hard time. Uh, like, I'm the part that I prepare the, the uh, to-go orders most of the time at the catch. Uh, I can see people finally going, you know, listen, not everyone tips on to-go orders. But if you're charming enough, stuff like that, you can, I run about a little over 50 to 60%. 
on tips on to-go orders because they know me. A lot of the locals that do doing it, and they don't have to do it. They don't have to do it. I had a guy that came in and he ordered like 20 times for me. He never get left a, uh, a dollar. And someone said, well, that guy never tips. I said, well, no, it's what we do. Just give, keep on giving his food, take care of him and all that. So one day he just comes up and he starts tipping. Just starts tipping because he orders all the time. He's used to it and stuff like that. Now with these third-party apps, there's zero tipping. There's no way an underpaid delivery driver, and I did it when I had that delivery service. A couple times people will order booze. They're out drinking all day in their home, and they can't do it. And they want food picked up. I would do it for them, but I deliver booze that, and I I charge commission on the food and the booze, 25%. Pretty much what they're doing and i get tipped too on top of it i make a delivery no but i used to make on that one order that took an hour i made fifty dollars yeah but what i'm saying is you and then i deducted the uh, miles tips the waitresses get their tip and i used to tip oh when i picked up the food when i picked up the food i tipped i tipped because i'm in the business so that's that's I'm not saying oh look at me I'm great. Well because I know they did it and I know I'm charging I'm char- I'm charging people in it and they go why are you charging me because I tip. If you don't tip you shouldn't be doing the service. Well, my point with these <laughs> yeah. third parties delivery services mm. is do hey, you Jenna. guys do you guys share Jenna, tips with the cooking staff or do they get straight wage? They get straight wage. I mean, they get a higher. They get a higher salary. Get a tip for going to get. The they get a higher salary. You get a much higher salary. Okay. Well, they get about three you times. Start cutting into that profit margin, and there goes your uh, restaurant's ability to hire qualified cooking staff. Well, the ones that get tipped added the tip. Now, some in the back of the house gets tipped. I would have thrown that away. Thank you. I'm not one to litter, but I figure since it wasn't glass, that was so dangerous. Well, what? You are the bartender at the catch. When you're here, I'm your bartender. Oh, thank you. That is very nice. And our yeah, host, yeah. Jenna. I don't throw beer bottles or on the floor of your bar. I didn't throw it. I placed it. Oh, okay. I'll place my beer bottles on the floor. Well, if you had... Uh, he actually I'm, did set it down nicely. And so I will set mine I'll down nicely at his bar. And he can then yeah. come around the bar and pick it up. Hey, listen. We are at... the. Um, but this whole thing, this whole thing about this... Uh, a third-party app. Now, think I, I, I did a step-by-step. I think all the reasons why I don't like it, and I want to be. If someone could convince me, reasons why we didn't take the commercial break that we're supposed to have taken, probably. Nope, nope. It's a minute and a half from okay. now. <laughs> so, I want to be. From, yeah. What do you think? And uh, driving people around, um, he's actually very thankful for having that opportunity. He makes okay money. And it's, of course, the more you drive people around, the more money you make, right? Yes, yes. He has no problem with that. Now, the problem he did have was when he was attacked and uh, nearly beaten to death. And But that happens in taxis all you the time. You make it sound like it's just normalcy. Go ahead and drive a taxi. You have a 16, they get robbed all the time. percent they get robbed, robbed and beaten all the time. Well, now, now it's Uber less time to be. It's a, it's a, now. Wait, Uber. Uh, they may beat you, but robbery is rarely the case because because people rarely carry cash on them anymore. Especially with Uber, they're paid through the app, so it goes directly into their accounts. So. Um, they may tip you if you work a good night and you do have 120 bucks, 100 bucks. 
it's you know, I mean, Colorado's going to want a real hundred bucks, but it's not. No, but the old days, the old days, when you're talking New York City, it's a Saturday night. Holy shit. They're rolling around with five, six hundred dollars in their pocket. Now, that's two. Um, that's uh, pre 2000 money. So that's worth a grand now or something like that. Holy shit. No, that's a lot of money for you know some drug addict and stuff like that. Now, a hundred bucks. You're right. For an average one, you get a hundred bucks and stuff like that. But it makes them less. It makes it less uh, profitable, and they're less venturesome. So the more stupid and uninventive people do it, and, they, and tend to be. You're right. A little more violent. I like Uber. What? There's some cities where taxi service is so pathetically poor. Uh, let's see, a city that comes to mind. Oh, Nashville. And <laughs> well, that was. I mean, there's only so many taxis, and you got to wait. A, you have to wait a while. If you're at your hotel on the other side of the river uh. in Nashville, you may have to wait 30, 40 minutes. So here's where here's the the void that Uber has come in. And yeah, they hire X amount of people. You can go up and down the main drag in, in Nashville. There's probably we'll eight eight or ten Ubers working the night. Sometimes there's two or three. Um, now I was staying at the hotel on the other side of the river. So you have downtown, the stadium, a river, and then there's some hotels on the other side of the river. Moving from south to north, or I don't know, north to south. It's fucking Nashville. Okay. Hey, I'll talk like this here. Well, it's a river, so it's a river. If you're looking, if you're on and the, it runs through it. Wait a second. The river runs wait a second. Are you on the east side of the river or west side of the river? Uh, which, he has no idea. Which, which is the cleaner question. side of the river? Okay, because you're looking at it. If you're on, okay. If you're on the, oh, if you're on the west side. What if it took a, a J turn and then now you're on the north side of the river? Can we uh, pause in uh, the Nashville story right now? Yes. Let's pause that and we're going to go right back to uh, the location. Because the reason we're pausing, it's 22 minutes. We got to take a oh commercial break. Oh my god! Commercial, yeah. commercial break, and then we're going to do the go back to the Nashville story. Talk about our uh, Uber ideas and what good or bad, and then um, maybe we can relate it to something local too. Right through that whole commercial. <laughs> no. Oh wait, I got to burp again. You're right. That's fucking sucks. Okay, we'll be back. If you want to get your information about the Florida Keys straight from the locals who live here and the ones who love it here, we've got you covered. Visit 43keys.com as your source for everything Florida Keys. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll always be up to date on all the Keysy stuff that's going on down here. Go to 43keys.com. That's the number four, the number three, keys.com, and sign up today. Okay, we were back. We're back, and Papa Joe was telling about his experience in Nashville, uh, having a shitty taxi service. But come to uh, uh, with that. Uh, wait, what happened? You're 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 on one side of the river. We haven't established which side. It doesn't really matter. But well, if anyone's been to Nashville, the drivers on the drivers over the, the river. The, uh, okay, but the drivers were on the other side. No, they weren't. They're they're hanging around uh, downtown in the and the and the main drag there, where all the clubs are at. And they're driving people wherever. You were staying in a hotel, or were you in a van down by the river? No. Living in a van down by the river. Down by the river. How about the the levee? But the levee was dry. Yeah. The levee was dry. 
No, but the damn I was doing. He was doing. He was doing. I'm doing Foley, Matt Foley, motivational speaker. You can only park vans there. Listen, girly. <laughs> All right, so no, I was okay. outside the city, just just the other side of the. So road. yeah, you had, and I wanted to go experience bad service. Oh, in it was Texas. horrible. It was horrible. So we called. I, I asked my buddy, "Hey, let's call Uber," and he, and he goes, "Well, hold on a second, I got it on my phone," and he plugged it in his app, and it was less than two minutes. The car came, and I thought, "Well, this is interesting," and drove us. It wasn't very far. It was a $4 ride. And we gave him 5 bucks. Okay. Uh, when we went home that night, we called Uber. And uh, within a, a minute or two, car drives up. And again, 4 bucks to the hotel. We gave him another $5. Because it was worth it. We'd been drinking. And who the hell wants to drive, right? Yeah. So That's a great idea. That's an awesome idea. And this is the other thing that Uber can, fills the void. He, he, on a big holiday where you don't have but so many... Fuck Uber. Sorry. I, I didn't want to get a long commercial for Uber because we don't get by, paid by Uber. No. But we're going to tell you a story. Um, tell you a story. There are criminals. If if they're out there, maybe Uber corporate... Or Uber corporate. Uber not the, not the, the, the drivers. drivers the drivers are sweethearts. And except the ones that rape. You know, you've been drinking, and if it costs you four... That, except four, for the rapists and the murderers. Dollars, and you can get the car there in a few minutes. If you get the car there in a few minutes, that's a... that's. Odds are you're not going to... Oh, my God. How many times did you wait? Like an hour and a half. Oh, you go like, no, for any taxi. When they go and say, we're going to be there. I mean, Philly, you call and they go, we'll be there in 30 minutes. And it's an hour and 15 minutes and stuff like that. There's no motivation for them to get there. There's no other job in town. But then again, if you wait too long to get your ride, then people figure out, fuck it, I'll take the bus in a big city. I've never really been much of a taxi person just because I... My age bracket, first of all, and then second of all, I didn't live in the city. So when when I moved here, I thought it was really cool that Uber existed, and I took my first Uber over to my best friend Tommy's house because <laughs> we like partied our faces off one night, and I was like, I'm not driving. I'm gonna Uber yeah. over there. I'm gonna Uber back home, and it was like three dollars or thirteen yeah. with the tip. yeah. I gave him right. a ton of tip, and. You can see it on your app. It looks like yeah, Uber you pay. Bugs. There's you, Uber bugs everywhere, and as soon as you 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 pay, you pay through the app, and you tip with cash. Well, you should always. Or tip you can tip through the app. You can tip through the app. I don't trust that. You can tip through the app, and it does go back. But they report it. it they, they they have, have to report it. Tax on. They have that. to pay tax on that. I just tip them more. So have it. Hey, it doesn't the cost to have any money. Would have. But is this conversation now going to go to the ills of corporate America and how it abuses the worker? Anyway, I was just saying. No, no. I was going to talk about, I'll tell you about a shitty, uh, when I'm done, a shitty taxi ride I had. Yes, you were going to say, Jenna. I was just going to say that I like Uber and I thought it was plenty worth it and it was much more worth the little ride home and the little ride back. Instead of a like a D-dub. Hey, I'm a hypocrite. I am total hypocrite. We went when we went on a cruise a couple uh, with, uh, four years ago. We went up to New York and then we had to meet our family, my family, in New Jersey, where the cruise ship was leaving to go to Bermuda. They're in Jersey. In Jersey. Yeah, in Jersey. So, but we were in Manhattan and we got off the plane in Newark. We got on it. Uh, got an Uber and drove into Manhattan. Beautiful car. Guy was a, a great driver. Clean car. In Manhattan, we drove Uber. 
when we came back at the cruise uh, ship, I tried using Uber, and you couldn't. They had a block. They had a GPS block or something going on, where you couldn't order you couldn't order taxis on um, Uber into the uh, cruise ship area. Order only their taxis. No, no, they had these fucking people standing there, these schmucks in regular clothes, and even real like they're wearing tank tops and stuff like that. They, you know, just they look like they came from the docks of a. Uh, of uh, uh, Hoboken, and they're there, and he might as well have like the the you know backward Jeff cap and stuff like that. Oh, okay, your number, your number three. Here comes your car, and this shitty Lincoln Continental comes in. The shitty Lincoln. It's all part. Of, it's all part. Of- the shitty, yeah, and and it's poor, and it's poor Pakistani guy who obviously doesn't have fresh water or understand it. And I don't mean to insult Pakistani. I'm not insulting, but this guy, particular guy, was stinky, and he drove like. A motherfucker. Hey, you know what? Just just on a side note, he uh, we got we are we were less than three miles from the uh, hotel we were staying in, and we went past it three times because the guy couldn't figure out how to get off at the exit. And I told the guy, I looked at the thing the first time he passed. I said, "That's how much I'm paying you now." Until you get to the, because there it is, and we went there around the airport twice. Okay, so take a quick pause, <clears throat> squirrel for a moment, say hi to Gloria, say hi FG. Hi Gloria, and, we're not doing live right no, now. I know, but she's stinky. And oh, that's truly oil because she's a pot pothead. Pass it. No, no, I said it. Wait a second. Wait a second. What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> you said there was a Pakistani. He happened to be a Pakistani guy, and he, and he happened to smell. Mom happens to be... There's an Italian-American guy at the gym who happens to smell, too. But this poor... No, this poor... No, this poor guy. This poor guy. I felt bad at the end. I was so angry at, at the guy. And then I felt bad for him. I was... I was cycling back. Now, this is the guy with the taxi medallion, with the shitty car, yeah. the shitty smelly car with the uh, the fabric roof hanging down and stuff like that. And I'm going like this. I said, oh, my God, I hope we don't get a disease in this car and stuff like that. And he probably drove it. You know, we probably went through a couple other taxi drivers hands during the day. I'm going. I was so angry at the guy. I was sorry about my anger. Because I realized this guy wasn't trying, he wasn't that adept and smooth at trying to screw me. He just didn't understand. First of all, he was listened to in, in whatever, it was either in Urdu or, no, Urdu is not Pakistani. Uh, whatever language, Pashto or something like that. He's listened to directions in his native tone. and But the signs are in English. So it's not helping him any. He goes, well, I can do this. And he turned, you know how uh, about five years ago when you're listening to an app, it'll tell you like 50 yards after you went by, make a right. Well, now you got me all curious about the Pakistani language. I thought they were, I thought they spoke Arabic. No. Oh, oh, fuck. You don't know anything about your background. (laughs) I'm not Pakistani. I'm actually. No, but that is actually. Listen, now let me tell you the family language. There's Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Iran. Right. Arabic doesn't show up until you go south of Iran, until you're in Iraq and all those places. So they speak Farsi in Iran. In Afghanistan, they speak a myriad of languages. 
and in Pakistan, there's Pakistan. There's a Pakistani language. There's a Pashto. There's there's tribal languages in in, in Pakistan. There is no. There's virtually no Arabic being spo- spoken to. Now they may speak to. Uh, it's like Latin to them when it comes to the Quran, but. It's not their main language. Arabic, they do not speak. Uh, and, and matter of fact, you know, Pakistan used to be part of India when it was under the British Empire. See, like, like my mom's, she taught belly dance, right? Yeah, that's why the Pakistanis know English that well. Which is belly dance. Well, actually, the upper class in, uh, Pakistanis, their uh, English is impeccable. Impeccable. She better had, than Merkel. Uh, Jan's partner, and his name was Sorry, and not like S O R R Y, like the game, like Sorry, but it was S A R. Like the dress. Like Sorry, yeah, uh, Sorry. S A R I. And mom, mom. Which is Indian. It was very, but which was weird because like her stuff was Belody, right? So it was the the art. Well, Pakistan. There were there were there were there were. She was she's Lebanese, but she has a Pakistani influence because they were gypsies, is what she explained when I was. Yeah. So they were like Lebanese gypsies. Okay. Well, they had that in Ireland. They had that in the Roma, the so Romanians, and sure uh, what? Because mom does not. Nana, my sister's over there. Mom doesn't speak Arabic, does she? No. No, she, my mom no gypsy. Gypsy's different. But she, um, I don't. I can't. Yeah. I know her. Yeah. But well, her, we all know her, some mother, words. Bizarre. Bizarre is. Uh, her mother what else? was. What else? Um, and Arabic words. Assassin. Assassin. Um, what? Algebra. Algebra is uh, so, uh, Arabic. That my, my Arabica bean. But my grandmother was, uh, what, what is it, Sarsi? No, not Farsi. Farsi is a language. Farsi is, is a family from the Iranian language. But... Yeah, well, it's all bled over there. That you can speak Farsi, serious right next to Iran and all that stuff. So, so what I'm saying is, in Pakistan, how did we get to there? Pakistan was part of the empire of the Indian. Um, I don't, I don't even know what they call it, the Indian Mandate or something like that. Part of the British Empire, and at one time. Right before, right after World War II, they split up, and it was a big civil war. And all the Hindus in Pakistan went to India, which was primarily India, and all a lot of the Muslims in India went to Pakistan. See, now so now, this is why I think it would so be like be interesting to have like FG actually show up and co-host a podcast. Well, we could talk to her on Skype. Because first of all, we're going to have her here. She's nine hundred ninety-seven years old. So she knows. She's not that old. I mean, she's not that fucking old. You know what? Now just stop, stop it with your ageism. Your ageism. She's my mom. I can pick her up. You know what? Supposedly. I was going to be older than you. I feel younger than you. Yeah. I do. I even though I'm older, significantly. Significantly. Yeah, I feel I feel younger. I I went to the gym today. I rode about four and a half miles. Oh, on your stationary bicycle. Road. You rode. Road. R O W E D. Road. I do not on my day off when I'm not teaching a. Sp- uh, oh, you don't know. Today I don't teach. I did that on Sunday, Monday, three days in a row. I don't do spin. So today you like paddled. Road. No, it's a rowing machine. Well, yeah, you rode. Not paddle. You rode. It's a different, you know, paddling is a different action. Yeah. 
There's no machine. Well, there probably is a machine that simulates canoeing. <laughs> but rowing is a more sim- uh, it's more straightforward where you're going straight in, straight out with your legs, your shoulders, and you do it uh, you're back and forth maybe like 1,200 times. And you're pulling some weight on that. So instead of lifting, I do that. Instead of lifting, let's say, 180 pounds 45 times in three sets of 15, I'll just do a pull of like 20, 30 pounds 1,200 times. It's better for you. It's better for you. It's better. Yeah. Rowing. My God, talk about building your core. Yep. And your and your. You look your like thighs. you do that and stuff like that. I used to. Pop, pop. Oh, you could do back thing. Pop is pretty fit. No, when I was uh, not so young, trooper. Trooper, trooper. I had like the second wind that hit me. It was like a midlife crisis. <laughs> mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to beef up. <laughs> so I went out and I got some weights uh-huh. and I started to work out. And he picked things up and he put them. Down. I picked things up and I put them down <laughs> many, many times. We are here. To pump you up. <laughs> Look at the gully man over there <laughs> with your puny arm. Myself, so I thought, no. Nah, you know, I, I, uh, when I first, uh, I st- uh, a couple years before I left Philadelphia, I got the bug too. I was in my, I guess right around 40. I started doing it. I was married too. What the fuck was I doing to get in shape for? But I was getting shape for my divorce. It turned out. <laughs> and I came down here in 2007. I was in great shape. And then I stopped. Oh, well, I dated a couple girls. And then I stopped drinking and dated a couple more girls. But that being in shape at 44 to 40. It's awesome. Seven. It was great. You know? Awesome. I was running seven miles a day and. I mean, then I ended up with two hernias. I broke my foot on the way. Oh, I never did that. And I was just a disaster. That was just because he sneezed. <laughs> See, you know, you got to watch out. These guys do it, and they keep on doing this thing where you're back. You're going um, to do the, uh, they do this thing where you say you don't need to work out that long, but you got to work out intensely. The problem with working out intensely is that when you're not using the right form and you're not watching, every so often something pops. And it's not your cherry. <laughs> yeah. It's your it's your knee or your elbow or your shoulder or something. What you're working out or how much weight, if you're not following good technique, you're you're wasting your time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is less weight, more repetitions. This guy told me, and he was a uh um a, one of these rehab guys at the one. Leans you out better. Yeah, he said well he's he was bigger too. He said go to failure. And I go, okay. And I did it, and, and it seems to work. I mean, I don't need. Who the hell? Think? No, high uh, reps, low weight. Eventually, yeah. we're all going to have fucking robots that will be able to do all the lifting for us. I don't need to lift. You know like, what they say. I don't, uh, want any, I don't want any robot lifting my package. Close your eyes. Your picture. I can have a robot. A robot can lift my package. A robot that looks like, um, that looked like uh, what's her name? Natalie, Natalie Portman. Okay. Hi. Hey. If you oh. show me a robot with Angelina Jolie's lips, uh, now nah, I'm a Natalie Portman guy. I'm a Natalie Portman or Natalie Portman's a guy. A, a na- I'm a Natalie oh, okay, Portman okay. guy, or Mar- or even even the way she is now, Marissa Tomei. I like them. I like a mature. 
I like my beauties mature. Marissa Tomei, she is a... Yes, I, she's very attractive. I really believe the older the violin, the sweeter the music. I'm not one that just says it. <laughs> I really do see what I see the beauty in that whole thing. I love it. I love it. I love it when I see someone, an attractive woman, my age, or a little older even. Just bring a duster and a bottle of water, you'll be fine. They're not. They're not. Wait, they care, and they know they're beautiful, and they, they know they're beautiful, and I appreciate them. wife, and she's beautiful. Yeah. This is fine. She's younger than me, though. Close. <laughs> Not close. She's not. She's not like twenty years. No, she's not twenty. She's about eight, nine years younger. Yeah, that's. Mm. She's beautiful. Especially this Saturday, I turned fifty-six this week. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Am I up on you? Or am no, I? I'm up on you. You up on me? Okay. Papa. Fifty-six. We're all the yeah. I am fifty-six. Papa's fifty-six. My sister's fifty-six. She turned. I'm going to be there Saturday. Oh no, Nana, you're the oldest one. My sister is uh, June thirtieth. Well, my sister, my sister was August twenty fourth, nineteen sixty two. My sister's the old timer. She was actually on the show too, the Lady of the Lake. Did I ever tell you about that? We were talking. We're about going to wind this up anyway. Lady of the Lake. uh, That was her nickname up at the cabin. I don't know why they called her Lady of the Lake. I have no idea. You mentioned it was from Excalibur, Uh, Joe. Right? Yeah, she's the protector of the yeah the, the watery tart. (laughs) <laughs> the watery tart. So you get a sword from a watery tart, and we're supposed to bend our knee for you? I that actually, I know that was a British accent, but it was not even close because it was supposed to be. Yeah, but a if more, you know the movie, you know the movie. Yeah, yeah. And um, so she was on it. She was uh, August the same day. So this Saturday, I know she won't appreciate this. She's going to fifty-seven. So out of everyone that's been on the show. So far, a regular. She's the oldest. Wait, not true. Connor. Connor Barrett. I think he's older. He must be 59. He was on the original shows. We parted ways. In a friendly way. I don't know if he still listens. I apologize if... For, yeah, hello out to you, Connor. Um, it is... We are... We're, we're, at, we're at 40 minutes and 50 seconds. We're going to... We did. We did have a little pee break. I peed. I'm, I'm wearing the pens right now, so I don't have to he take peed. a pee. He already peed. I peed. And I keep yeah. this I keep this can of, empty can of Michelob, so I can just pee in it. Actually, if you, if you look under his chair, I put a bucket there just, just in case the saturation. Did you know it's natural? So there's no reason to make anything about it. I, I part, well, you know what? Luckily, there's nobody sitting down to dinner and say, let's put on the Keys bartender podcast and hear about their shit and piss jokes. You know? Hey, honey, bring the kids over. Make sure they hear it, you know? Do a show on about golden showers. There was... Did I say... Okay, well, I may... I think I did say this on one of the previous 200 episodes but I was in catering and I worked with a woman who was about 15 to 20 years older than me I was an assistant catering manager she was a catering manager and one of the maitre d's came in and he was around the same age as her and she's putting out a sign she's putting a sign for one of the parties and it was a shower for the Goldens and we would put their first name and that and so she put golden shower on the sign. And this guy, Kevin Kilkenny, 
a funny guy. He laughed. He had these big belly laughs. He goes, <laughs> really? We're going to have a golden shower today? We're going to bring a couple buckets down there? You know, we're going to have to put some plastic down. You know that doesn't get him out. You know, I'm going, you know that doesn't come out of a rug real easy. You know, that's a bad smell to do, especially if you had asparagus. And, and then she goes, what is that? And then I go, Kevin, she's older than me. I can't explain it to her. He goes, well, he explains. He goes, well, that's when a, um, a guy pees on a woman for sexual pleasure for both of them. And she just went looked at us like we were scumbags. Like, why would you know that? And you go, because it's disgusting. Now, of course we know it. <laughs> Just like what Scheiser videos are. Oh. oh. We'll get into that later. Scheiser. Oh, you know that. Scheiser. Oh, you know that. You should think. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. Um, well, oh, we're, uh, once again, Dana's show we're doing on September 3rd, 12 noon. Uh this year, September 3rd, World. 2019. Not the world. It's, it's, it's called the smallest bar on Devon's Road. It doesn't say. Bar. I don't know if it says that. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, I don't want to say it unless you do. And I'll say it like this. But it's called, if you go to smallest bar. Smallest bar in Key West. Because I bet there's one. I bet there's a, a Ripley's, believe it or not, one where there's some, some uh, little people. You don't say midget anymore. You say little people. I am a little person. I know. Imagine some place that has uh, five foot three ceilings. Yeah, you know, and you know that would be. And, and you can fit like 17,000 of us in there versus 17,000. No, because they're not necessarily <laughs> felt, those people. They got all they get all those big weightlifter arms, right? They still got big belly. Like, yeah, look at... Man hands. Yeah, you hear their voices. Hello, hello. Can I have a whiskey sour? And you're looking now. I told you about the woman I worked with. It was terrified. She was terrified of little people. She, if she saw someone topping her head walking up to where she was working, a counter, she would flip the counter. She, because I was in catering, she worked the coat room and I was in the office and she goes, Jim, come here. I think there's one of them coming up. And I thought we were going like, what are you afraid of? I mean, I thought she had a problem with a certain group. That's We're a little weird, little. Pho- you know. Yeah, she has a phobia. That's a weird phobia. Yeah, it is. Why would someone who's just it short is a weird phobia. freak you out? Yeah, that is a weird phobia. Maybe they saw those movies really with like a little evil elf. One of those little evil elves. Oh, you mean like the, the some people who are just petrified of clowns? Yep. Well, clowns are fucking scary sometimes. You seen that movie yet? You seen the movie yet? Yeah. We're going to, I mean, we don't do a lot of movies here because you know what? There's a lot of fucking movie podcasts and they do that great. We don't do that. Okay. We're going to talk about it again. Oh, save that for the next episode. Let's hear about this. Anna, you're going to have to talk about this. Okay. This is it. Episode 199. What do we call it? 199 to a close. We will talk to you again when we... Yeah. Come to the catch when you get the opportunity. Have a drink with me. Yes, please.